Support for Great Minds is provided by The Wine Store, located at 1200 Central Avenue in Naples. The Wine Store offers a unique selection of wines from small production, artisan, and family-owned wineries. Their in-store wine education center hosts classes for the novice and connoisseur alike. Details are at thewinestorenaples.com. Welcome to Great Minds, a wine-centric podcast where two wine-loving friends take a look beyond what's in the glass. We dig a little deeper into the stories, the culture, and the history behind the wine. I'm Julie Glenn. And I'm Gina Birch. Today we continue our series of Wine and the Zodiac, where we take the characteristics of a person in a particular zodiac sign and pair them with a grape of similar characteristics. As we record this, we are in the sign of Pisces. Uh, the fish. And uh, one thing that we want to point out is that uh, if you're paired with a grape and you don't really like it, it's not because... Because right. you're a self-loathing human being. <laughs> you, you don't have to like the grape you're paired with. It's just that it kind of acts the way you act in, in some ways. So um, as Gina said, we're talking about Pisces today. Uh, Pisces are one of the more sensitive signs of the Zodiac. They're the people who love being on a team. They like being in the company of other people, although mm-hmm. they do like their alone time as well. But right. they seem to do really well in a team environment. They're soft and approachable. They're people that want to make other people happy so much that they almost kind of define codependence if they get out of hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a fine line there. They will take on other people's emotions Mm -hmm. and they will take on the environment that they are in and um, they will... And that can sometimes work to their detriment. They don't always do this. Sometimes they have to be very clear about establishing boundaries, setting Mm -hmm. them down and and asking other people to respect those boundaries because um, they, they can be taken advantage of sometimes because they're just so kind and they just really do honestly want other people to you know be happy around them and what grape is similar to that merlot yeah right merlot is guilty of Mm -hmm. the very same yeah you know by the late 90s and early 2000s merlot was making so many people happy it was overextended into the vineyards where it should never have been grown and this was the beginning of a demise you know producers poured poured on the water to boost its yields and and cash in on the popularity merlot did not perform well under these conditions and uh, its reputation suffered quite a bit yeah, it was it was tough because everybody loved it. I mean, everybody figured out. Give me that more. Give me more. It's not a hard tea at the end. Mm-hmm. And they felt very French and they were just, you know, so cool. And they, it was like right after the French paradox came out, the book where it said it was it was healthy to have wine as part of, of your you know lifestyle. So people felt like, OK, Merlot is a very easy to drink red wine. It's not high in tannins. It's not. Right. Um, it goes well with food. It goes really well with food. It goes well without food. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a very nice, round, easily approachable red wine. And, you know, the French Paradox talked about red wine being uh, because of the tannins and all the other stuff that is, is good in wine. Um, that was kind of championed. So mm-hmm. it became hugely popular. They planted in places that it should never have been right. planted because they wanted to get more Merlot on the market because it was so in demand. And as you said, it ended up uh, leading to its getting a bad reputation because there was a lot of bad Merlot out there. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I think we would be remiss in talking about Merlot's history if we didn't mention the 2004 movie Sideways. I know, I know, I know. Everybody wants to kind of put that behind them, but you can't because it really did make an impact uh, on the wine world. And to the extent of the impact, you know, it's 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 debatable. Um, but if you didn't see the movie Sideways, people still refer to when ordering Merlot the Sideways effect. Yeah. Where peanut 
Juno Nor you know Miles the the character played by the basket case guy yeah yeah by uh, Giamatti Paul Giamatti famously disses Merlot and it was very well acted but I never loved that movie. I just <laughs> it, it it was it was it was painful at times it was so dysfunctional you know <laughs> it kind of hurt yeah but at the end and this is where people who don't know much about wine and just jumped on the hater wagon for Merlot. They didn't realize that what he drank at the very end of the movie, that 1961 Chevelle Blanc, was a Merlot-based. I mean, mm-hmm. it was mostly a Merlot wine. And he sat in the corner out of a paper bag and drank it out of, I don't know, plastic or styrofoam or whatever. And people like, oh, you know, I still get chills over like, that's so wrong. But it was so right at the same time. And that was Merlot. It was the grape he was disrespecting the entire movie. But it was the one that he truly loved. It, right? it, it, it's a classic. Um, and and th- that movie just really launched Pinot Noir, but it really did lead to a lot of pain for Merlot. And it was funny because a few years after that movie came out, I was covering the Naples Winter Wine Festival years and years and years mm-hmm. ago. And I talked with the owner of Chateau Petrus, which mm. is the most famous, most expensive, I mean, just incredible right. Merlot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm wondering if the waves of anti-Merlot sentiment ever did reach your, you know, exalted shores. <laughs> what do you would, say? He goes, well... Not so much, but I will say that on our entry-level wines and our secondary labels, we did feel an impact from that. Really? On those. And he goes, but I will tell you, I was asked to be the featured wine of that. In the the, movie? Yeah. And he was sent the script, and he said, no, thank you. He goes, I thought it was a stupid movie. I did not like it. (laughs) I was like, like, I'm totally in agreement because, (laughs) no, I mean, it's it's a fun romp of a movie. But anyway, it was interesting because I didn't know that they had been approached. And there I am talking to him like, did you feel any impact from me? He goes, oh, not really very much. Definitely not at Chateau Petrus, but in the secondary labels and some other businesses that he's involved in. Yeah, a little bit of an impact. He goes, but it's so funny. They sent me this script and I did not like it. (laughs) You know, Merlot's a big player in Bordeaux. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a revered grape. It's it's huge. And Merlot, it's used on its own somewhat, but with a little bit of blending, but then it also helps round out some of the the harder edges of Cab Franc and Mm -hmm. Cabernet Sauvignon. And um, it's, Kind of what a Pisces does in a situation, you know, Ooh, rounds out the edges. I like that. It yeah. makes it wants everybody to get along. The Pisces wants people to get along. They don't really want to have people fighting around in front of them and stuff like that. It's a star in blends, um, and uh, it's also you may not know this, or many people may not. You know this, I'm sure, but it's really grown in um, Italy a lot, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like in north, north central Italy, it's, it's awesome. I find it interesting when I do find a Merlot from, from Italy because it's because you don't see them a lot on the shelves. Or, or if you do, people overlook them. They don't know what's in it. They just, you know. It's so great because it's, it's really cheap, too, because nobody buys it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can get like in the, you know, 10 to $15 range a really incredible Merlot from Italy. And sometimes Merlot Sangiovese blends are pretty good from down in Tuscany as well. So I, I'm a big fan. Um, Merlot is named for the little crows that uh, are guilty of coming in and stealing, stealing the, grapes, the grapes. You know, yeah, yeah. Because Merli, Mer, that's uh, that's the name. That's how you call it. I don't know the French word for crow necessarily, but I know in Italy it's it's Merli. So in it, I think French and Italian is kind of similar Very, in some ways. Yeah. But yeah, it's named for the the crows that uh, like to pick at those berries out right. in the vineyard. Well, yeah, you know, you, you were talking about how Merlot is uh, affected by its surroundings and, and when, when you blend it, when you mix it, and that's exactly the, the same with Pisces. And if there's a negative situation, it's if they're in one, it's 
pretty much obvious to all. And I, you know, yeah. they, they don't hide it. And I think kind of the same way as with the grape. That's when you get so, so many bad ones because if they're in a negative, I mean, it, you can't, it's good or it's bad. I don't think there's a lot of just okay, Merlot. I mean, there are a few, but yeah. when they're in that bad situation and uh, if they're in a good space, You'll be skipping and and laughing and having a great time, and it's it's the same with Merlot. You can raining sunshine down on the world. I mean, Pisces when they're in a great mood and they're they're on and everything's working, they're just they're a total pleasure to be around. But when they are too put upon or they're taking on too much of the world's woes, Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty tough to see them there because because they're such generally you know nice people that's. You don't like to see him being sad. Let's talk about some famous um, who do we got Pisces, George Washington. Well, I know him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we go way back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's on a couple of, he's in my wallet. Um, Albert Einstein, Steve Jobs, Carrie Underwood. That always reminds me of Frank Underwood. I don't, is she like a country person? Yeah, she was one of the American Idol, like way back when it first started. And oh, yeah. She's, she's won a ton of awards. She's she's graduated way beyond the reality star that she started in the business. So. I'm, I'm glad that she's had success because it's kind of hard for people to do that after that. But mm-hmm. it always reminds me of Frank Underwood, which makes me think of the fact that I share a birthday with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> that was random. <laughs> well, Frank Underwood, 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 I go to Frank Underwood and then I think about Kevin Spacey and I'm like, he is, I have, uh, my birthday is shared with Frank Underwood and uh, Mick Jagger. Oh. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, I got Mick Jagger. That's not bad, you know? I guess. Yeah. And, I, I, you got the moves like three Jagger? years. No, I do not. I do not. I think I do after a lot of wine, but I do not. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it kind of made me think about how um, there are people and the the sponsor of our podcast. I was talking with him a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, I don't really believe much in the zodiac because there are people in my zodiac sign that I'm nothing like, and I don't like that there's some very infamous, not so great person <laughs> that shares the sign with him. And he was like, so therefore. I am done with the Zodiac. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, just just because there's another individual that is the same sign or even shares your exact birthday doesn't mean you, you don't, you know, you have to throw the whole thing out. I mean, no. It's not like it's a, I mean, there's a bad apple in every bunch. Yeah. And it's just like there's a bad Merlot in, right. in every vintage and there is a bad exactly. Pinot Noir in every region. So anyway, sorry. Some I other, <laughs> Adam Levine is a, is a Pisces, Justin Bieber. I know you're a fan of Bieber, mm. the Biebster. Oh, huge, uh, huge. <laughs> I have every one of his cassette tapes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he wasn't even born when we were I know. <laughs> Rihanna, Stefan Curry. Who's that? Oh, see, here we go with the sports guys again. I'm, I'm so glad I can add a little uh, masculinity in, in this thing. <laughs> he is a renowned basketball player. I think he might even have a couple of championships. He's kind really? of a big deal. Yeah. He's on... a really big deal. Okay. Cool. Stephon Curry. That, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good I'll, to I'll know. send you a picture of him. Now I know. Um, you, you might recognize me. He's really cute, too. Oh. Kurt Cobain. Um, that's cute. Yeah. Kurt Cobain. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Um, Harry Belafonte. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. It's a Pisces. Such a Pisces. Looks like a sweetie, but he can... Oh. He I can, wouldn't want to ruffle... He can bring it. Yeah. I want to ruffle those feathers. No way. <laughs> no way. So both Julie and I brought in some Merlots to try, of course. So Julie, you brought in one from Washington State. What did you bring? I have long been a fan of Washington know, right? wine. Uh, of Washington Merlot. Uh, they, they do all right with Cab, but the Merlot is by far my fave from Washington. And this particular producer is Hedges Family Estate. Um, they're one of my favorite producers. Um... And I, I bought this at a big box retailer because I know the Hedges family wines from their blends. Mm-hmm. And this one says Lay Merlot. On it's a cute label. The, it's a super cute label. Whimsical, um, a little whimsical. Yeah. And you might recognize the CMS, which is is the Hedges family wines, and it has a giant C, M, mm-hmm. and S. And that's because of a Cab Merlot Syrah blend, which is probably, to my mind, the best 
red wine under twenty dollars that you can get your hands on. That is a good one. It's it's yeah, really it's a good. Keeper. It's dependable. But I can't find this lay Merlot anywhere but that particular retailer. So I'm kind of suspecting it might be a direct to retailer right. kind of winery direct kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. So um, because it's by Hedges Family Wines is why I, I took the plunge and I went ahead and got it. So this is a 2016. And uh, what do you think? Did you try it? I did. And you know, it's got some good fruit. I, I it's, it's surprising the white pepper finish to me. I mean, it's not like an in your face, but I get white pepper on the finish. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And it's kind of funny when you say white pepper. It reminds me of the white pepper that you have in Carmenere. Mm. Carmenere, the that grape um, that's all over. I think it's Chile. Yes, Chilean Ch- uh, Chilean people do some winemakers, not people, but people. Yeah. They're winemakers. The people <laughs> do who a make lot the wine. The people that, that yeah, the the Carmenere down there. Um, it's it, good. It's affordable. You know, it's a it's, it's an so everyday affordable. wine. But yeah. then, but it's funny because forever it was confused and everybody thought it was Merlot, so it was mislabeled for a very long time. Okay. So now I can kind of see why with that white pepper correlation, yeah, right? But Carmenere definitely has that white pepper kind of feel. What would you put this with? I mean, if you're going to – I'm thinking stuff on the grill. That's the first thing I thought of was some meat. Um, yeah. Not not like a really juicy, fatty No, meat. I'm talking like a lean filet type situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else I would uh, – you know, maybe um, – I don't know if I'd do a beef stew or not. I think that's still too big. That might be a little big. But you know yeah. what? I, you know, if you did like a grilled veggie mix, you know? Yeah. If you ever go and take like a bunch of skewers and get grilled mushrooms and grilled eggplant and zucchini and some corn on the cob and then mix it all together with some olive oil and salt and pepper, this would be great next to it. I could do, th- I could do this with a with a salad that has some protein on it, like uh, some type of not fish, but but beef or, or pork or something. And some cheese and some and some dried fruit. Yeah. Or it would pair very nicely with air. While watching TV, <laughs> like inhaling air, yeah, <laughs> and drinking this wine, like, really like what we're doing right now. Yes, it's it's great. It's so easy. This is why Merlot is so easy going. You know. Yes, because you can sip it. You don't. This is not one that requires food for it to to be great. Even though we always love food and wine together, because yeah. there's nothing better than than those great parents. Yes, exactly. but this this is like a Pisces. It's going to go with the flow, right? Just like a little fishy. Mm. It's a really light color too. Mm-hmm. Do you find it to be kind of a little bit lighter in color? I do, I do. Which is good. But it's Washington is a, is a great resource for um, Merlot. and uh, I love Washington wines in general. Yeah. You know, I just think they... There, there's, the, um, there's the Columbia Valley, mm-hmm. AVA, um, mm-hmm. and then the Hedges Family uh, Winery also has uh, the Red Mountain okay. is, is yep. another region yep. that they're pulling from. So they have two different lines, and they uh, run the gamut of... Uh, Price point and quality, so it's well. Got there's little, nothing really bad quality, I'm going to say, but I mean they d- have a whole. It's covered. Is a what wide you're swath of yeah. prices to yeah, choose from. Yeah, they do, and, and you know they've been around for a while. And when I see the name Hedges on a bottle of wine somewhere, I have confidence that I, uh, there's something that's going to be good in there. Yeah, um, and they're not sponsoring this podcast either. No. We're just saying this because yeah. you know this is what we like, mm-hmm. and we're just trying to help people out. And it's, it's really approachable. Really, it's really good. I like that one. I'm glad I got that one. Okay. What's this one? Okay, this is the one I brought. I'll pass that bottle to you. Thank you. This is one I have not tried. I'm not familiar with. It's uh, Silicon Valley types produce this. It's um, Santa Clara Valley. Yeah, from Santa Clara. Jason Stevens. And they do a bunch. They they have a... Well, that's a creative name. I wonder if... uh, the it's, owner is Jason Stevens. I think Jason is one of them, but then <laughs> Stevens the other. No, there's a it's his wife or girlfriend is is oh, uh, is okay. on there as well. Oh, there's uh, a there's a hyphenation there. Yes, exactly. So this is from as you said Santa Clara Valley. Uh, Santa Clara Valley. Um, they've got a 
a tasting room that's around San Jose's tech center. So when we're talking about Silicon Valley and they, they all have connections with um, – with with the tech world, and there there's another label that looks a little more. It looks like algorithms or something. So they've got mm-hmm. another l- a level of wines. This is very uh, more of a sophisticated label. It's like a um, initials. So yeah. and, J- a cursive J S. Yes, and it says on the back Gilroy, California. And isn't that like the the capital of uh, garlic. garlic? I love it. I gotta tell you, I was driving. I'm, now through I'm Cal- smelling garlic in I here. I know. Me too. Me too. Maybe I'm it's serious. like the power of suggestion, as is always the case with wine too. Oh. But I was driving down the coast one time in California, mm-hmm. and um, on the big top highway. Down? No, I did not have the top down. Oh, in fact, which okay. is what makes it even more amazing that <laughs> through the air vents came the aroma mm, of, of garlic. garlic. Oh. And you know, my Italian husband's sitting there like. <laughs> Did he want to get out and roll in the field like a little piggy? He made me <laughs> I pull off of the highway. And it turned out it was during the garlic festival. Oh, man. Yeah. It was. There's a there's a, a restaurant in downtown um, in San Francisco called the Stinking Rose. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Right? Uh-huh. And you could smell it like blocks away. Yeah. Yep. And, and their chicken has like 40 cloves of garlic in there. And mm-hmm. it just, you walk in, and it just, your eyes water. And it's just like, I can't get to the table fast enough because I want to eat some of it. It is not vampire accessible. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's totally not. But yeah, Gilroy is it's, it's a treat if you can go there during the mm-hmm. festival. Uh, we got there super, super early. So we got before everybody was there. And I had the best fried artichokes of my entire mm. life in Gilroy. Gosh, I'm, I'm kind of it had like a It had like a garlic like butter action going on. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, this one smells very similar to the one from Washington State for me. There's a similar characteristic. Yeah. And it's it's like a vegetation kind of thing, and I know they're they're grown in completely different areas, uh, different soils, different climates. Uh, so there's, you know, there shouldn't be a lot of similarity. But this is definitely darker. Yeah, this actually has a little cab in there. It's ten percent cab. I know. I'm not sure that we were able to find the breakdown of uh, the one from Hedges. Um, I think it says it's hundred percent Merlot. Does it on the back? Yeah, it is. Oh, sorry, I hit the thing. Uh, yeah, it 100%. says 100% Merlot. Okay, so this one, so we haven't tasted it yet, or I haven't. It uh, has 10% Cab in there, a little blending, and 5% Malbec, which goes back to what we were talking about as Merlot making friends and um, being flexible, especially a uh, good one blended with Cab. I love a good Merlot Cab blend. So This is really uh, a remarkable contrast as oh, far wow. as— It tastes a lot different. Oh, totally different. Yeah, it's like— uh, Huge mid mid palate going on here, and and just very different. That cab, that, that cab makes a difference. Big. Yeah, it's. I get more tannins in this one, and I could see where Malbec's kind of a powerhouse. Yeah, it is. Yeah, even even five percent, it kicks it right in here, and I could see where I'd want this to be opened a little longer to get um, to all make friends a little. What year is this? I don't. Uh, Two thousand fourteen. Okay, and it's in the twenty four dollar range. Yeah. Yeah, so it's under thirty dollars, and I, I oh, and full disclosure, the uh, the Hedges family wines that was like seventeen ninety nine. Okay, so we're we're a little yeah, you know, six dollars apart. Yeah, seventeen ninety nine uh, for the Hedges. It was a it's a reasonable buy mm-hmm. from Washington. Mm. Yeah, this is much bigger. This is a honker. Wow. See, this one you can have a fatty grilled meat. Yeah, product. That, exactly. This yes, mm-hmm. I want a, a steak on the grill again with a little sear and a little pepper, just a little salt and pepper. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. And some Maybe garlic. some cheese and some garlic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not tasting any garlic. Are you getting garlic in there? No, I'm not. I was just trying to. I was trying to since you said Gilroy. Yeah. I was really looking for some garlic, but I know. I, I, you know, I got a little herbaceousness in the nose, but not. It wasn't garlic. It is a little bit, and it's a little bit herbal on the palate too. Yeah. Just a little bit, but um, yeah, that's definitely They're both great wines. Those tannins are coming in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. They're like all. They're not. So 
and that's a and that's a great uh, great way for a great example of how different uh, this this grape shows up. It, it, it the the merlot kind of like allows the qualities of the other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. grapes to shine without becoming overbearing. And that's kind of I feel like how Pisces, Pisces people are, are in mm-hmm. a group interaction. They're really good at um holding their own yet also bringing to the fore the best in other people Sharing too. Sharing the spotlight a little. Yeah, they're not going to be a spotlight. Huh? That, mm-hmm. that would be um, kind of unusual for them. When I think of um, some of the New World, you know, we talked a lot about France and, and uh, the Bright Bank of Bordeaux, and now some of these Merlots are great. When I'm thinking of uh, New World producers in Merlot, I think of Duckhorn and Pride and Paul Meyer. I just tried a Matera um, last week. It was a 2010, and it was beautiful. It's from California, but it was drinking like a Bright Bank, Merlot, mm-hmm. you know, from France. It was, you know, it had some age on it, and it was still wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I usually, if I'm going to get a Merlot and I'm going to the store and I'm looking for a name, I usually probably get, uh, I, I do Duckhorn too. Yeah. I can't, I love me some Duckhorn. Well, yeah, I just, I'm familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there's so many out there that are so good. And I think, um, as far as Italian producers, uh, yeah, I don't know any of those. So you're going to have an, to help it's me It's an with Umbrian. Those. It's a guy from Umbria. It's Falesco. Okay. Falesco is a producer and they're a big producer. They're huge. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they could be disregarded as a mass producer of wine. But I got to say, it's um, and it was years ago. I haven't had it for a while. But um, they had a blend called Vidiano that included a lot of Merlot. I don't know if it still does. I've seen that one. I've had that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Right. But um, in Emilia-Romagna, that region in Italy, if you find a Merlot from that area, um, it's it's pretty nice too. They do a, a good job. So Merlots, um, they, they grow in a lot of different regions, but they have to be in the right spot. Mm-hmm. You know, like so many other ones. So if you've been one of those who've been like poo-pooing or turning your nose up at Merlot, uh, try some. Get in there and buy some. You know, I The quality hear, is definitely improved. Yes. And I hear distributors say, oh, there's Merlot's making a comeback. But, you know, at least in, in, in our community, I don't see it on the wines by the glass. And to me, when I see something consistently in restaurants by the glass, a good one, not just some house crap, um, yeah. then I think something's something's hit the mark or making a comeback in this area where we are. So yeah. um, go look for some. Buy some. Try it, try it this weekend. The big cities are tuning in to the Merlot. We need to get Merlot. everybody else. The Merlot. Merlot. And that, that T is silent. Okay. okay. Hello. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producer for online media is Tara Calligan. Technical production is by Mike Canary. Great Minds theme music for Zante is by Colin Mannon. To get in touch, check greatminds.org and thanks for listening.